This is the Living in Fierce Alignment podcast, your go-to place for mindset transformation, self-empowerment, and personal development. I'm your host, Kayla. I'm a mindset coach for ambitious human beings who are wildly passionate about up-leveling themselves so that they can live a limitless life with ease. I'm here to show you how to create the life of your dreams and powerfully step into your full potential, and of course, live fiercely. So let's get started. Welcome back to the Living in First Alignment podcast. My name is Kayla, and today we're going to be diving into an interview with Lauren Saunders, who is one of my dear friends and also a fellow business mentor and coach. So we're just really going to be diving into the shift in the coaching industry right now that's really starting to shine light on the significance of cultivating self-trust and the power of really doing business your own way instead of simply following the footsteps of someone else who has created a successful business for themselves. And so we're really just going to be giving some examples of our own experiences and Lauren shares vulnerably about what it's been like for her in the last year and the shift that she's had being a multiple six-figure business owner. And so it's just a really wholesome conversation and I'm really excited to have you listen. So let's dive in. Lauren, I'm so excited to have you back. I think this is your third episode with me now, which is really exciting. Is it? Wow. That is exciting. I'm very honored. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I'm really looking forward to our conversation and just really diving into you and I have really reconnected in the last couple of months and I'm loving it so much because I'm sensing this like same wavelength around wanting to shift how we do business and just how we share and show up in a way that feels more aligned and, and more like trusting ourselves in business rather than just doing what other people are doing that works for them. So let's like dive into this conversation a little bit. And I'm actually going to invite you to share when you started noticing the shift for yourself, because I've also noticed it this year, but I feel like it became really prevalent for me in the last couple of months. Yeah. So I think like the shift you're talking about for me, and I've spent most of the last few years helping people such as yourself with online coaching and course creation businesses. And, uh, I love talking, you know, all about alignment in business. I've just rebranded to the aligned entrepreneur and, you know, alignment, authenticity, innovation, really accessing who we are and seeing that as our greatest asset, as opposed to looking at the way in which someone else has built their business and trying to emulate it, which is, I don't, it's, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that. Like we need to learn at some point, you know, the structure and how it is that we build an online business or any business for that matter. But I think that it has bridged often. And I know from my own experience into feeling like I have to do things a certain way. I have to look at what other people are doing it, uh, doing things, how they're doing things. And if I'm not doing it that way, I almost like don't trust that it'll be enough often. And so the shift for me has been like, what would it look like and be like, for me to fully honor what feels in alignment for me, you know, overall within the structure of my business with how I sell things, my strategy, but also within just the day by day, what does that look like? You know, what's actually in alignment for me? Yeah. So what that, you know, has really looked like for me is just leaning into next level trust and authenticity. I think personally, I really operated, especially as a business coach, kind of within a very firm and, and yeah, very strict belief system around who I needed to be, how I needed to show up. 
speaking about results all the time, making it about the amount of money that I was making. And it's not necessarily that these things are bad. It's that for me, what was created unbeknownst to myself (laughs) was conditions around my success. If I wasn't making a certain amount of money, people wouldn't want to work with me. If I didn't have new, big, fancy results to speak to and to talk about on Instagram or in my live streams, then, you know, I, I was going to like be cease to be sort of the person that people wanted to work with start being irrelevant. And it just created this like impossible standard that I set for myself. The other thing was that I had real energetic standards around how I felt, you know, I needed to feel powerful and I needed to really be embodied within my own results. And I needed to be high vibe and I needed to be showing up. And then the second year of the pandemic happens, rolls around in Toronto, especially. And I just could not like, I, it was just, it has been a day by day of navigating my own mental health. And sometimes I really feel like that version of myself. And sometimes I really don't. And so if I've created an energetic rule for myself that says, I have to be this version of myself in order to make money, well, then that becomes a problem in terms of actually making money. And I have experience. I talked last week uh, in a live stream I was doing about a dip in my sales for that very reason. So the shift has been, you know, really moving into a place of authenticity, innovation, and trusting that just being me, there are no energetic standards other than being grounded within myself and what my value is not, not my value because I make an amount of money, my value, because it's my value. Like that's it because of the person that I am. And it's really kind of highlighted for me, a lot of ways in which either I was doing things previously or other people that I looked up to are doing things that I feel very sort of put off by now, like this proving energy that is really rampant in the industry. Uh, and I can't say that it doesn't work for people. Obviously it does, but it started to feel really heavy and inauthentic for me. No, I I love everything that you're saying. And one of the things that you just said that I think is really important that I recently started tapping into was like these energetic standards and expectations and how I feel like in manifestation, it's a lot of like, oh, your energy, your energy, your energy. But one of the biggest things is that our energy will fluctuate daily. It fluctuates moment to moment. And so then I, I, what I noticed was that, okay, there's so much heaviness around controlling my energy. And if my energy is in a certain way, I'm not going to get the results that I want. I'm not going to be able to manifest. So then when I was actually having this conversation with another fellow coach of mine, and we started talking about how, what really matters is your identity. Like if you believe that you are a powerful as fuck human being, and that you're going to transform lives, and one day you wake up and you're crying and you can't get off the couch because you're like exhausted or you, you know, you just are having an off day that doesn't change your identity. Like you can still create a business that you love, a life that you love from your identity. It's not just from your energy because then that yeah. it really just lets go of this obsession with control and being like hyper aware all the time and not just like allowing ourselves to be present, you know? So yes. I'm curious how, how that resonates with you. Cause I feel like energy is such a huge thing in business, but I think it can also be a bit of a culprit at times, you know, like this example. It's the fixation on the micro thoughts and, you know, like, oh, today I don't feel good or I'm questioning things and therefore I'm not going to make any money. And it's like, identity is much more of a broad, like who you are by default, who you are as a sum total or average of all your thoughts and emotions. And going to work there. And before I even knew about manifestation, 
I had had lots of ways in which I was good at making money. I already had a full-time business. I'd always been good at making money, whether that was through a job or I was a server for a long time. I used to be a teacher. I always had sold paintings and never had I had this association in my mind around needing to be a certain version of myself in order to be worthy of money. And so what you're describing in terms of like, our, like my identity is uh, that I know how to help people, that I know what my value is, that I'm a successful business coach. And there's been times when I convinced myself that that wasn't enough because I needed to spend three days where I just didn't even look at Instagram. And then, and then it just sort of like spirals from there. Right. It was like my, I have that identity and this year has been about rebuilding it so that it's not based on vanity metrics, or it's not based on a certain amount of money. It's grounded. Like it doesn't go anywhere regardless of how my business is doing. That's so important because even for myself, like I've been really transparent about my journey in the last three years. I'm going into my fourth year next year in business. And I remember I shared this in Mind Magic one day. And like one of the things that I was grateful for, I was like, I, when I look at the monetary amounts that I've created in my business so far compared to, let's say the amount of effort, I like, I'm not satisfied with that. However, that is a vanity thing for me. But when I look at the person that I've become in the last three years, like I never would have imagined that. And there's just no price tag for that. So now I've started focusing on that and coming from that energy of who I am. And I feel like it's such a game changer because then I don't feel like I'm at the mercy of my external circumstances. Exactly. That's exactly it. It's, it's grounding yourself within yourself as opposed to within certain external circumstances, because like the, we, we are getting a a reflection of who we're being, how we're feeling, what we're thinking, who we are, but if how we're feeling and what we're thinking is based around, like the universe doesn't care what you use as, as justification for feeling that way. So that one shift that you're talking about where you are looking to who you are and what you've, what, like the internal shift, if you allowed for that to be the reason that you get to feel worthy and abundant in your life and in your business, that would be enough. Instead, what we do is we're like, well, but I haven't made enough money or it's, you know, I don't have enough Instagram followers or whatever. And so as a result of what we're focused on, we don't feel the abundance that we naturally are. And we're stagnating the results, right? In reality, I was just, I just had a call with a client we were talking about this exact thing because the internal shifts she's created for herself in the last year are significant. I mean, like a lifetime worth of internal work, but she's like, yeah, but I'm not making the money that I want to make. I'm like, who the F cares? And I get it because I've fallen into that way of thinking, but what if we left the money thing out of it? Because a lot of people, and she's a life coach, a lot of people don't, they're not even looking for the money side of things. They just want the internal shifts that she personally has created. But anyway, so it's like, if you could, that one shift you're speaking of, will have you go to a place of unconditional abundance and worthiness. And of course that's going to be reflected back to you within how much money you're making in your business and what's coming to you in your life. And I think that's one thing I've really been looking at, but even just these last few weeks is like, where is it that I am micromanaging like the money as opposed to just having a bigger sense of like fulfillment, joy, abundance. We think it's like, well, what if I feel all those things? What if I feel abundant? The universe doesn't know that I want money. It's like, do you think the universe is like quite that stupid? Like the energy that creates worlds is like, well, Lauren was feeling abundant, but she didn't tell me every second of every day that she wanted this much money. So I didn't give it to her. Like, of course that's not when you ask it's given. So lately my thing has been like, 
how can I just tune into well-being? I have so much well-being in my life. It's not a hard thing. I've just had this experience in the last 24 hours. Actually, yesterday I woke up, I was writing in my journal about how I'm a beacon of well-being and that there's privilege involved in that, that that's an easy thing for me to feel. But the reality is, is it's an easy, an easy thing for me to feel. I got together with some family yesterday. I was hanging out with my adorable two-year-old niece, was doing Christmassy things. There was snowing here. Like there was so much abundance and well-being. And in the last 24 hours, like there's been $3,000, over $3,000 manifested things that I listed on marketplace. Cause that was one thing I did in the summer was like, just clear out all the extra stuff. Like months ago, $300 worth of stuff has sold in the last 24 hours. Zoe and I have a, a inquiry that's moving forward about a sponsorship for our podcast, which is not something that we've ever done. And has just found us, you know, these weren't things that I was like, universe, please bring me this much money in this period of time. I was like, no, I would like a well, more well-being in my life. And for me, that's just a, that just feels good. It could be freedom. It could be ease. It could be peace of mind. It could be relief. It could be a feeling of relief, right? If you've been like not making the money that you want in your business for a long time, reach for a feeling of relief. Where in your life are you already experiencing relief? Like maybe you get to sleep in an extra half an hour. And now you know that you're going to have the energy for the day. That's relief. Like how can we, and so this has been my thing lately where I'm like, I'm going to go really general. I'm not going to set these like specific goals, which are actually all about control and trying to look a certain way and feel a certain way. I'm going to tune into the ways in which the universe has already shown me so much abundance and, and, uh, well-being and freedom and whatever. And then it's way more fun to see how that might come. Yeah. I'm loving this so much because when we, when you kind of get general and expansive, like everything is interconnected anyways. Right. So then yes. it's just letting go of, of that pressure and it's yes. funny because what it really comes down to is self-trust and just mm-hmm. trust in general. And it's interesting because yeah. I was like contemplating this the last couple of days and I was really looking at like, Kayla, why are you getting so caught up in what other coaches were doing who had, you know, who were easily hitting like multiple five-figure months or hitting multiple six-figure years? Like, what is it that you were getting caught up in? And the funny thing is that I was noticing is that it was, they had the evidence that it worked for them. And I was attaching myself to the evidence and I was trusting that evidence because it was filling this void of uncertainty that I had about myself because I quote, didn't have the evidence that it would work for me. And I feel like this ties into, you know, sort of scarcity marketing and whatnot. And it's interesting because there are no promises that what somebody does for them will necessarily work for me. And so it's been really interesting because I've been paying attention to this and I've been noticing the I'm just noticing the heaviness around it like the energy of like desperation right for me of like attaching to this and not trusting myself to do things my way or trusting that essentially the universe has my back and so I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on this and even just like maybe if we can just talk about because this is something that and Lauren and I talked about this before we hit record is that there's definitely this tendency to like shit on the industry but the mm-hmm. thing is, there's so much, there's so much to just be aware of rather than coming from the lens of righteousness. And I've definitely made an effort myself to like, just share my own experience because it can be that in itself can be a scarcity tactic of like, oh, if I just, yeah. you know, make the industry look bad, then I look good. Right. And it's like still perpetuating the same thing. So I'm curious yes. to hear your thoughts. Kayla and I were talking about this before we started recording. I was just saying, you know, there are things that have started to 
really feel fatigued for me about how the industry often goes, which is sort of like everybody, again, it's like the proving energy. However, I did that for a long time because I saw that that's what other people were doing. I associated it with being like, you know, a desirable business coach to show how much money I was making. And there was a time when it was in alignment for me. So I'm apprehensive of ever saying like, oh, the way that this person is doing things should she shouldn't be doing it, these things. And these are the reasons why that's all about me. That's me deciding that what she's doing is not in alignment for me. And therefore she shouldn't be doing it. How do I know that the person that is showing up in a way that might be abrasive for us, isn't what feels most in alignment for her. And if it's in alignment for her, then it's serving other people that need her to show up that way. So I think anywhere where we're pointing fingers at anyone or any way of doing things is us not like this is, you know, be the change you wish to see. It's corny, but it's literally true. I just believe if you're, if it feels in alignment for you, then it's the thing that you're meant to be doing. If it doesn't feel in alignment for, for you and you continue to do it, whatever that is, it's a certain strategy or, you know, however often you're posting on Instagram, if it's not in alignment and you continue to do it, there's something that you're not looking at there in terms of your ability to trust that your way of doing things could work. Right. So yeah, I think like any way in which we're like, I don't, we shouldn't be talking about our income this way. One of my friends had a big month and she shared about it on her Instagram yesterday. And the first thing she gets is someone saying, you know, how dare you? There's people starving all over the world and all that kind of stuff. And of course that's triggering for her, but the girl responding is not understanding that, you know, that's her trigger. It has nothing to do with my friend sharing her income online. So Anyways, I think there is, I mean, there, there's experiences I've had with the industry that left me not feeling great, but at the end of the day, that is still all me. Like I'm creating it. Perhaps I intended for that contrast. Perhaps it was meant to show me something so I can all day speak to, you know, the things that I'm looking at people doing that really don't feel in alignment for me. But Again, that's my experience and it's my, my responsibility then to say, okay, well, if that way of doing things isn't serving me at this point, there's probably other people that feel the same way. And I have the opportunity to serve them in a way that's in alignment for all of us. Right. And the other people are serving different people and that's what they're meant to be doing. I think one of the really great things about this is that it's ultimately just pointing at the importance of just staying in your own lane and, and really looking at the things that you can control rather than trying to control everything around us. And it's funny how this comes back into the conversation around control, right? Like we literally just talked about, you know, being general and like looking at, for example, well-being and a more holistic approach in life rather than like specifically in this one area. And it's just, it's funny because I feel like this really is the definition of surrender. Like surrender has always always had this connotation of like, like giving up, you know what I mean? But I feel like in our conversation right now, to use this as an example, is that surrender is like, okay, I'm going to surrender looking at what everyone else is doing and telling myself I should be doing it that way because it works for them or, you know, that I'm going to be really specific and have like all these metrics and so on to be the vault of evidence that I need. And it's just surrendering all of that and really looking at how to do things your own way. So the next thing I want to ask you is how recently in the last couple of months or even just this year, have you really let go of the things that the shoulds that you thought you mm-hmm. should be doing and shifted into what you want to be doing? Honestly, just in the last month, I would say it was a long time in the making, but I've had a hard time accessing. Tr- it's like 
the way that I always did things, which was this very sort of regimented launch structure. And I still do pieces of that. Like there's still things about it. I really, really love. I think it's a great place to start in your business, especially for those people that are online. But it was like, I was still continuing to try and do that because I'd made a lot of money doing that. But the reality was, was that it didn't actually feel in alignment for me anymore for a few different reasons. Kayla's in a program of right now called the aligned entrepreneur. And we're just talking about like, how do we remove resistance in all areas of our mindset and in our business and in our offers and our strategy. And for me, there was resistance involved with launching that like very hard start, hard stop, because I have this tendency to go to this place of like, no one else is coming. It like, it gets really personal for me in every single launch I've ever done. And I've also created big results in launches, but I'm like, what would it be like without this resistance here of this like timeline? If three people or three days go by and no one else signs up, I don't have to make that mean that like I'm being rejected or I'm unwanted, which is all personal stuff. So anyways, I've, I've been transitioning into a much softer way of doing things now for a few months. It's I've really just sort of unveiled it this past month and I don't have my full belief behind it yet. Like I'm, I'm leaning into more and more trust that it is going to work in a big way in the long term, but I'm not, I'm not at, it's not like I launched this completely different. It feels like a different business to me, to be honest, even though I'm still talking about a lot of the same stuff, but it feels like a completely different business. And it's not like I just shifted into that and then right, went right back to where I was income wise previously, right? Like I'm rebuilding in a sense, but it's much more aligned And there's ways in which I'm like, but what if, if you don't do it in a launch structure, you know, are people, will there be enough urgency? Like those are the kinds of things that come up for me. So, yeah. So I think in the last month in particular, it's been a few months in the making where I was still clinging desperately to the old way of doing things, but it wasn't, even that wasn't really working anywhere close to the way that it used to, because again, it wasn't, it's like, I didn't have my alignment behind my old way of doing things. And I don't yet have my full, full belief though. This is shifting every day behind my new way of doing things. And it's this interesting, I was just talking to a friend, like being okay in the in-between and the discomfort that's, I was never good at that. I'm still not good at it. I'm like kind of being forced into it right now, where I'm like open to there being other ways in which money wants to come in and support me which I've also not been good. I've been, I've had two hands in the control bucket, whatever for all, like my whole life, like I've controlled things. And so I'm just at this place where it's like, well, you can't control. And what would it be like? You actually said something in one of our group chats, Kayla, about like being so willing to sit in the discomfort of your shit. Whereas control is like, let me just quickly manifest a bunch of money so that I don't have to look at what's underneath whatever this fear or anxiety is that's coming up. And it's interesting. The longer I find band-aids for things, the longer, whatever that problem is persists, you know, not enough signups for something or inconsistency in my income. The second I'm like, well, maybe I'll just sit in this for a while and I'll go to the worst place scenario and I'll decide to be okay in the limbo land that I'm in. That's when things start to work out. Not a second before. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love this. Yeah. And what was, I remember this, it was funny. It was in the group chat for the aligned entrepreneur and it was, we're talking about the concept of plan B. And I remember I just got so fired up and I was like, I'm not doing a plan B. Like I was being really like righteous about myself, but I was just saying how I'm so willing to sit in my own shit because 
I know the feeling of, of things just dragging on. And I feel like I've been dragging things on in my own business the last three years, trying to do things that were out of aligned alignment for me. And so it was interesting because when I quit my nine to five, the end of September, and I remember being, you know, that entire month, I was like, I was just crying and I was so wanting to control things and I couldn't. And I knew that that energy really, I, to just think that I could manifest a business that was like making multiple five figures and just like skip into it, that wasn't going to happen. And, and so I allowed myself to sit in this for, for like almost three months of just like being okay with living off my savings, like being okay with not launching anything right now. And I feel like just kind of this, this allowing the space to breathe the, the mental, emotional, and just energetic spiritual shifts that I've had in the last three months have been so profound where now I feel like, okay, it's not about the right strategy. Like I just really want to do things my own way. Like how, like really noticing even in the aligned entrepreneur in the group chat, there's, I'm always asking questions like, Hey, like, what does everyone think about this or that? And even when I was doing some planning and sharing it in the program, I was like, Oh, I noticed the shoulds. Oh, but Kayla, like, maybe you should do it this way because blah, blah, blah. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, Oh my God, it's unbelievable how, how quick these things come up, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think like on the topic of the plan B, I mean, your plan B is sitting in the shit and being, it's like the plan B is not necessarily bail on yourself when it feels like it's not working. It's go to this place where this doesn't work out so that you can stop resisting it. And there are some people too, where like they put themselves in a situation in their business where they need things to work out and they might have children. They might have a mortgage. Like they can't afford to be like, well, I would just be okay with, you know, sitting and not making any money. Like that's literally not an option. So I think it's just a personal thing of like, like my plan B has been like, (laughs) if it doesn't work, you know, can I live with my parents? Can I start again? These are not comfortable things to go to. It's more like the sooner I'm willing to acknowledge that no matter what, I will be okay. Even if my ego is not, (laughs) is the suit is how quickly things then start to work. It's like, it's in not being willing to look at the plan B that it stays this like big, scary thing that then we resist. And then we draw more and more to us. And then we're operating from fear because we're desperately trying to get away from it. And yeah, I mean, I think the more sort of like real your plan B can be in terms of just being uncomfortable, the better, but also, you know, a lot of people don't have a family that could support them. Don't like for me, you know, so it's, it's a balance personally. Like when I first went full-time in my business, I was going to Italy. I had let go of a full-time lash clientele and I had a lot of fear and where I went that helped me transmute that fear was the worst case scenario. Like, okay, well you have to come home after six weeks. Cause you don't have any more money and you have to move back in with your parents and you've let go of your full-time job or your full-time uh, income and your teaching career. And like, what would you do from there? And actually going to that place and being okay with it was then the thing that had it not even come close to happening. <laughs> I really loved when you came back from Italy and you were, this is like such a prime example. And I think it would be awesome if you could share it, even though it's, it's a classic story, you manifesting mm-hmm. your current apartment and just yeah. like that willingness to, you know, you're like, okay, well, I'm, I may just have to live with my parents. But then the whole thing came together mm-hmm. in the end. Like, I would love if you can actually just share that story. Cause we've never talked about it on a, on an episode yet. Yeah. I think it's, it's awesome. Such a good example. So this is the thing I mean with a plan B and perhaps I need like a better way of saying plan B because a lot of people associate it with like, well, I'll just get a job. It's like, 
it's not that it's acceptance of whatever the worst case scenario is worst case scenario, quote unquote. So that again, you don't have to resist it. So I had spent like three and a half months in Europe. I came home back to my parents' place. I was 31. You know, I had like, my business was making money, but it would be like, I'd have like a 15 K month followed by like a two K month. Like, and I was still launching things that people weren't signing up for. I'd never filled my one-on-one program even close to it. So it still felt really sort of, you know, unsteady. Meanwhile, I've given up my apartment in Toronto and I'm wanting to move back. And I, I had like put a date on a page. I think it was like June 1st. I moved back at the beginning of May and I was like, okay, in the next 30 days, I'm going to find my dream apartment. It's going to have all of these things. And I made this list and this is how much it was. And that had worked for me in the past. And then I proceeded to drive like the hour and 15 minutes to Toronto, like three times a week to look at these apartments that I didn't really even like that were at the very top of my price point, but that like, I was really actually nervous about being able to afford that had no outdoor space. And I was even applying for some of them and not getting them. Uh, at the beginning, it was because I'm an entrepreneur and I needed like a co-signer at that time. And then it was because like someone else would like, so the whole thing was just like forced wasn't working. It wasn't even what I wanted. You know, I was sacrificing one thing or another on every place that I looked at, but I was trying to control it. And the reason I was trying to control it was because I didn't want to live with my parents past those 30 days. I wanted to move on with my life. I wanted to move back to the city. I wanted to really be able to focus on my coaching business and take it to where I knew it could go. And I just got tired. I, June 1st came and went, I kept looking, kept looking end of June was rolling around. I kept coming down to Toronto. Finally, I got to this place where I was like, none of these places are even what I want. This whole thing is like ridden with resistance. And what if you're just not meant to move to Toronto yet? And I just got to this place of genuine acceptance and even gratitude for the fact that I have my parents and their beautiful house in the summer. They're more than happy to have me there. I enjoy being around them. That's an option for me. And like, yeah, I'm 31 living with my parents, not ideal, but think of the, you know, think of the abundance involved with that. So I just genuinely got to this place of acceptance of like, maybe I meant to stay here for the summer, save some money, find my place in the fall. And I really just became okay with that, with that, that as a possibility, right. And thought I can keep growing my business. This doesn't mean anything about my ability to help people. Meanwhile, I had really gotten clear that what I wanted in an apartment was a place that felt expansive to me because the places I had been looking at were not, <laughs> they were more like my old apartment at twice the cost. And that week, I think that was like a Wednesday. I, that was a Wednesday that I got to a place of acceptance. Like it's okay. I'm going to stay at home if I need to, not a problem. That, that was Wednesday. The Friday I had plans with one of my best friends, Trev, to go to a vegan boat cruise here in Toronto. So we drive down with like rented a, a hotel room and on that boat cruise, we like get kind of drunk and he has a, a business in our hometown of Oxford, which is an osteopath or he had one. And I get talking to him about, you know, I've had a hard time and blah, blah, blah. Long story short, he's like, I would love to have a place to come in the city on the weekends so that, you know, he wanted more of a, a social life. And we decide on that boat cruise that we're going to start looking for a place together. He's going to pay basically for like just the second bedroom. Like I would still, cause I would be there most of the time by myself. So I email my realtor. He sends us back a list within like 12 hours. Trev comes down to the city again, then like two days after that, I don't even end up looking at these places because I was away for the weekend. And they find this place that I'm sitting in now, which is like 
I couldn't have written it down on a piece of paper if I tried. There's this 400 square foot terrace with the most amazing view of the city you've ever seen. It's a two bedroom. It's light and bright. It is the definition of expanse and abundance. And it gets even better than that. And the whole thing was so easy. We, we found it, we applied. I didn't even have to come and see it after two months of driving to Toronto, you know, three days a week to come and see places. The whole thing just landed in my lap. We get approved within a couple of days, we moved in. Trav stays here for, I think eight months. He, he officially lived here. He gets introduced to my friend, Tara, who Kayla happened to introduce me to a couple of years ago. Uh, they immediately fall in love and are engaged within two weeks. They get married last year. We had a little COVID wedding out on the terrace here. Now they live out West. I get the second bedroom as my office at that time, it was feasible for me to pay for the whole place. And anyway, so it's just like, that was the power of acceptance was me being okay with where I was at, looking at what my worst case scenario was, realizing that I would be okay, not avoiding it or trying to manifest my way out of it. And then the universe way over delivered, orchestrated a series of events that not only were effortless on my part, aside from, you know, making the offer and writing the application or whatever, but that also just transpired in a way that I never could have tried. Like I didn't have the money to afford this place. The universe conveniently delivered Trev to make up the difference. And it was fun. And he was here on the weekends. And it was like, it was just, it was, you know, a 100 out of 10 in terms of the experience of it, what the place actually is and how it's been to live here for me. It obviously led him to his soulmate and all of that. I was not like visualizing like crazy. I didn't have a, I didn't think to write 400 square foot terrace downtown Toronto on my list of things. Of course, I didn't think I could, if, if you'd shown me this apartment, no way in a million years would I have believed I could live here at the time. Even still, I'm still like, I can't believe I, this is my home. But anyways, so yeah, all of that was the power of going to the worst case scenario, or as I've sort of been referring to it as plan B, not making it mean anything about me finding genuine acceptance and gratitude for it. And then the universe just sweeping in and over delivering. I'm really happy that you shared this story because it's such a classic and it's like such a great example. You know what I mean? Like really just that letting go and allowing. Well, and you know, this year in my business, it's really interesting. I was thinking about, I was talking to um, Tara about this yesterday. I have worked really hard. I really like, I really worked hard on up-leveling my business and building out different offers. And some of them have worked and some of them really have not. I've had a big income dip. And all of that was because I was not accepting. I was working, I was pushing up against what I didn't want and taking all this massive action just in the last few weeks. I've really, I'm still, I'm always going to be an action taker in my business, but it's like, I'm letting things be easy again. And it's incredible what comes to me. Like this idea that we need to go and make it all happen is fundamentally flawed because it comes from a place of believing that it is not ours yet as opposed to like, I'm going to accept where I'm at. I'm going to take the actions that feel good. I'm going to believe in what I'm doing and I'm going to tune my vibration to well-being, to all the things we talked about, freedom, abundance, whatever it is for you. And then see what the universe literally brings to my door. <laughs> and I don't know how many times I have to freaking learn this lesson, but yeah, like the control thing does not work. The pushing thing does not work. It's all operating from lack. It has to be a shift in your energy first. 
and then everything gets to be easy and also magical. It's way more fun to have the unknown unfold on our behalf for us. Yes. Oh my gosh. Could not agree more. Actually, one of the things that I would love to chat about is because I know that you shared about this in the live stream event that we had before the Aligned Entrepreneur start, started was this, this concept of finding, being grounded in our body. Like, you know, I think mm-hmm. I shared a post with you, like launch trauma, you know, just yeah. the, this, this energy of like not feeling safe in our body or in our circumstances. Like when you talked about, for example, your example with moving into the apartment, like you establish this safety within your body. And I know that you're now starting to talk about this more, especially in the academy and in your business, like wanting to bring that conversation to light. I'm curious if you can share a little bit more about that because you indirectly talked about it in this example with the apartment. And I think even the last two weeks of like surrendering is part of that as well. And it's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So grounding yourself within your body is essentially it's, it's like nervous system work. I am very new to this year. I did not understand how the human nervous system works, which is, you know, speaks to privilege I had where I'd never had, I'd never had significant trauma in my life that made it hard for me to feel like everything was going to be okay. And a big part of that is just the family that I came to, uh, came from. I mean, I've, I've always made my own money. It's not that I've ever been like bailed out, but I know that like things, I have a track record of things working out for me. So then this year I really challenged myself and I really went to a place of like, well, it might not, what if it doesn't? And the stress and anxiety that I experienced in that space was unlike anything I'd ever experienced before. And so what I've discovered over time, and I've had like a coach that helped me with this. And it's a lot of it's ongoing work is like that. We do have the capacity to feel any emotion within our body. Like independent, that's the word independent of external circumstances. And it's not easy if you like you know, literally don't know what the next couple of months is going to look like financially, or you're worried about, you know, like whatever it is, I have high expenses in my life. And, and because I had, you know, a multiple six figure business and we're, I'm recalibrating to that, but with a much better foundation and a much like in a way that's way more aligned. I essentially before was operating from a place of not trusting. So I was carrying all of it. And it's like, do you think I was actually going to be able to scale that to a million dollar business being that I wasn't trusting, I had to control and carry it all. Of course not. So things, certain things had to kind of crumble so that I could rebuild in a way that actually made sense. But anyways, so grounding within yourself is your ability to practice. And it, it is something you practice feeling safe in your body, regardless of what's going on outside of you. And I don't think you need to be perfect about this, but where I'm going right now is like when the anxiety comes up, because I am in this sort of like limbo area. Can I practice a feeling of things working out for me of being safe, really well-being for me, well-being just really resonates independent again of anything going on externally without needing to reach for like, okay, well, I just need to make this much money by the end of the month so that I get to feel X, Y, and Z. It's like, well, how can you feel X, Y, and Z without that happening? And for me, it's like going really general, like no matter what I will be okay, no matter what I am safe, no matter what I do have people that I can fall back on. And so I've been really discovering that this year and it's, it's nervous system regulation. It's emotional mastery. I think it's an ongoing thing, but Tara used to say, or she has said to me, she said, I feel like for you, when things are going well, they're going really well. And when they're not going well, they're really not going well, like emotionally. And the reason was, was that I needed external circumstances to be just so, 
you know, certain people and a number of people in this offer and people signing up for this free training and this much money coming in so that I got to feel safe, which was really all like ego, right? Safety. So that I didn't have to experience certain emotions or be with myself for crying. Like, you know, God forbid. Whereas now this year has really taught me like, well, you have the capacity to feel okay, to feel good, even to feel taken care of no matter what's going on around you, at which point everything going on around you shifts itself to match how you're feeling. But man, it has been a journey. And I've had days where I was just so riddled with anxiety over the idea of things not working out and not feeling that it was safe to surrender. Like what if I surrender my control around this launch and then it doesn't go to plan. And then I'm not going to be able to, you know, do this, or I'm not going to be able to show up powerfully next month, or I'm not going to make this bill or keep this part of my lifestyle or like whatever your mind goes to all of these different places. So yeah, that's been what it's been like for me. And there's days where it has been so emotionally taxing, but those are the times when it's like, there's an opportunity to somewhat detach from the emotional experience of it not give it the story. Like there's been times when I was in, like my whole body was in like adrenaline mode and I could actually emotion, uh, I could mentally detach from it where I was experiencing it without the story. And then from there getting to a place like through meditation or even just affirmations back to a place of safety, which is not safety because you're trying to manifest an amount of money or you're trying to manifest people inside of your, it's like safety from the decision that you're going to be okay, no matter what. Does that make sense? No, it totally does. And I think this is so great. Like really everything from our conversation today has just pointed back to ourselves, you know, really looking at how can we generate what it is that we need to feel in order to feel safe, in order to feel abundant, in order to experience well-being. Like it's this, you know, this narrative in the online space of needing to have specific results or specific pieces of evidence like it's actually so exhausting like when I when I look at that it's so exhausting because it's all these things there's only a certain level of control that we have over it and then we want more control and it just like fuels this fire of scarcity you know it's trying to hold a million and one balls in the air or you know keep a million one balls in the air you don't have the capacity to do it you have to be willing and it doesn't really matter what area of your life it is whether it's business or not there are things that you can't pot, you can't keep it all in the air. You have to let go of some of it and trust that it's going to be okay. And that's when the nervous system freaks out. So the work is just incrementally like I, and I just, uh, cause I worked with a coach that did specifically this where, and we did a lot of like timeline therapy and we did, you know, finding the source of some of my worry and anxiety that would come up because it was something I inherited from my mom and, you know, her mother. And like, so it's understanding sometimes the experience of worrying about something really is not grounded in, in anything that might happen, but that doesn't mean that it isn't real for you, right? Like the fear around safety and survival, a lot of, for many of us, isn't a real threat. Like my business failing doesn't mean that I end up homeless on the street. That doesn't mean that the worry and the anxiety around it isn't like, doesn't feel like I'm about to die, (laughs) you know, because I'm like, I'm healing. So it's incremental shifts towards unconditional well-being and a decision that in this moment I'm safe no matter what and then just navigating that over and over and over again and the the way my coach describes it is like the gap starts to close where 
it's not that you never feel anxiety. It's that you can much easier get to a place of like, I'm safe, no matter what I'm okay, no matter what. And even not even justifying it, but just going to well-being. I woke up in anxiety yesterday and I, that was the work that I did. I got to a place of well-being mostly imperfectly. <laughs> um, and then things started to show up differently for me throughout the day. And by the end of the day, I actually really just felt like safe, supported, taken care of, but that's been like six months of really intense work on my nervous system. <laughs> and it's not that it, I got to multiple six figures without ever needing to even look at my nervous system, you know, like different people are going to have different, different experiences. It's not to say that it has to be hard. I had no control over my emotions really. Like I controlled the external circumstances rather than learning to control my emotions. I really love your authenticity and just your humanness about this, you know, because it's like, it's so real. It's like, we again, the narrative in, in the industry sometimes is like, oh, once you have this, then you will feel that and so on. And it's like, well, you, you know, you did the things you hit multiple five figures, multiple six figures, and then there you had to, to deal with yourself. And now it's mm -hmm. like this complete shift, like there's just no perfect way to do it. And so ultimately the, the best thing is like looking at what is best for you and your business like what feels good for you like what can you honor how can you cultivate self-trust and and let go of the things that are unimportant and relevant to to what you need in that moment so I really like I really mm -hmm. appreciate everything that you shared today and just it's been so cool because I just so the listeners know like I knew Lauren since I think it was 2018 so we've known each other for like you know three going on four years next year and it's really cool it's been amazing like I've seen Lauren through the entire journey and so it's just mm -hmm that's what we need more of is this honesty of what it's actually like to be a business owner and just the good, the bad and the ugly. Cause it, it does give permission for people. And I've really gotten that from you and us connecting the last couple of months more than before. And I want to thank you, Kayla, because I opened up a lot more in my last live stream than I would have, if it hadn't been for you specifically and a couple others that were joining us in just like really encouraging me to feel safe in being with the realness of what it's been like this year. But there's also big pieces of it that I have yet to really share. And that's because I, my, my friend Jen always says, share your, share your scars, not your wounds. And there's certain things I'm still navigating that feel like I'm not ready to bring people into this part of my journey yet, but I fully intend to. And actually one of the things I've done this year is I've done a whole bunch of video diaries of this work. And a lot of them are me like falling apart on camera. They've all, they're private, but I want to package that together at some point, And it's going to be called the unfolding. And, you know, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that I've had to look at. Like there's been times when I literally thought like my business is over and I'm just going to, you know, like, like really times that felt really dark to me that I think nobody has any idea. Whenever I talk to someone that watches what I do, they have this perception of me that I'm like, man, you have no idea. Like, like, I mean, thank you for regarding me so highly, but I promise you I'm a freaking human being. And there was times this year where I was just so stuck in my, and this is after, you know, having regular 20, 30, $35,000 months in my business. There were days when I was like, I, I couldn't even open Instagram because I was like, I was so stuck in a story of rejection, which is all just me rejecting myself, right? It's all, it's all our own shit. But the way I felt was like, I've become, these were literal thoughts that went through my head. And, and I acknowledge that none of them are true, but they're true for you when you're experiencing them. You know, I, 
I'm irrelevant. I wasn't, I promised this huge year and I couldn't deliver on it. And now people think that I'm flaky and I, nobody wants what I have to offer anymore. They've moved on to other people. I like just like so much significance around being unwanted and rejected and that I could, I could barely even show up. I mean, there was during good enough. I had like pretty much a full on panic attack (laughs) day one, a half an hour before I went live to the point where I messaged Zoe and I was like, I'm going to just cry at you for like 10 minutes so that I can show up in 20 minutes from now and deliver. And you wouldn't have ever known. And I'm not trying to hide any of that, but these are things that I want to share about that I'm still navigating. And I really, there's been a real shift the last month where things are integrating, but holy shit, like it's been a year and there's been many times where I thought, I don't know that I want to take anyone down this path because this is hard and this is real healing, right? So it's like, it's really hard when you're in it. And then on the other side, you're so grateful, but that doesn't mean it isn't hard when you're in it. So anyways, I just thank you for creating a space for me where it feels safe. Cause it's scary. Like not only navigating the emotions, but then talking to other people about them publicly, like yeah, these are things that are a real threat to our perceived survival that can really. And so anyways, but I, there's a lot more that I want to share and that I will. And I'm just still creating that safety within me so that I can feel safe in continuing to do that. Yes. Oh my gosh. Everything you just said was so good. And it's just, that's just it. I love that quote that you said, like show your scars, not your wounds, because then you mm-hmm. can, you can speak to it and feel that safety in your body. Like exactly what you just said. And so this is like, the live stream that I'm doing in December is literally three years in the making. Like those are scars now they're not wounds. And I feel very confidently about being honest about where I'm at. So it's like, I I totally get it. So before we wrap things up today, I just want to invite you to share like one last piece of like intuitive wisdom that comes to you. And then of Mm. course, let our listeners know where they can connect with you. Yeah. So in all areas of our lives, whether you're a business owner or not, the things you desire are on the other side of radical self-acceptance and not just acceptance, but actually believing that who you are, what you've been through, your personal insights, and you being able to just show up as yourself authentically, that's what the world is waiting for. It's not through changing ourselves so that we get to appear a different way to people. It's, it's like, I always say the only thing that needs to change is the belief that you need changing. And if there's a persistent thought or belief you have around certain things needing to change, that's where you need to go to work, not changing anything. You don't need to make $10,000 in a month. You don't need to lose that last, you know, 10 or 15 pounds. You don't need the relationship to feel worthy. It's a backwards way of doing things. We have to accept that who we are right now is not only enough, but exactly what the world needs. And the more that we can lean into that, which requires that we confront our shit, the faster things get to just flow right in and the faster you get to be happy on the way there as well. Yes. Oh my God. Perfect. Perfect piece of wisdom to wrap up our conversation today. Can you let us know where our listeners can connect with you? Yes, I am now, I guess I've just rebranded, uh, at the aligned entrepreneur on Instagram and the alignedentrepreneur.com on my website. So I do a lot of my things. I also have a podcast called the aligned entrepreneur. So those are all the places I love to connect with people on Instagram specifically. 
Cool. Well, thank you for coming on today and just being so real and having this conversation with me. Cause obviously like we've been chatting so much the last couple of months. Yeah. And so it was like great to, to have this on. So thank you. Well, thank you so much, Kayla. This is fun. I always, you are an amazing conversationalist. <laughs> and so I always, I always come away from our talks being like, yeah, like she nailed like the questions or just the input or even the answers to questions that I ask. So I'm just honored to have been on here three whole times. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. And I'm sure there's going to be more. I'm not going to cap it. Abundance. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm happy to come back anytime. Yes. So I just want to thank the listeners for tuning in. Make sure that you subscribe. If you can please leave a review. And if you share this on social media, definitely tag us so that we can, you know, hear what you got out of it. So I just want to thank you all for listening and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Thank you.